Wistful Thinking is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For more podcasts about movies and nostalgia, visit cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome to Wistful Thinking, where this week we continue spooky season with 1997's I Know What You Did Last Summer. I'm Kara Gallo-Regan. With me is my co-host, Jordan Pullen-Clark. Hi. And uh, we're going to talk about this movie that neither of us liked very much. Yeah, well, okay, so when do you think is the last time you saw this movie? Oh, I... probably like 1998. Same, yeah. And if you had told me before I turned this on to watch it that that was the last time I saw it, I would have been like, no, like, surely I've seen it since then or, like, watched it many times or something. But then, like, when I turned it on, I was like, I can't remember a single thing that happens in this except for the one part that got parodied a lot where Jennifer Love Hewitt, like, yells into the sky... Oh, I don't even remember that. Where she like, she's like, what are you waiting for? Oh. <laughs> that got parodied a bunch, okay. I think. Um, the only part I remembered is the part towards the beginning where they're on the road and it's at night. And they hit a guy with the car. Yeah, so if you, if you haven't seen this movie, um, or it's the titular thing. Um, if you haven't seen this movie or you, like us, didn't remember any of it, it's about four teenagers who live in a fishing town and they've just graduated high school. And so, you know, they're all like planning their lives and college and one of them wants to be an actress. They're played by Freddie Prince Jr., Ryan Felipe, Sarah Michelle Geller, and Jennifer Love Hewitt. That was like a lot of names three names to remember. That was hard. Um, Which, like, I forgot that they were all in this, so when I, like, pulled it up to watch it and saw the cover, I was actually really excited. Yeah. Um, So they are, you know, the summer's ending, and they... There's like a big, it's a July 4th parade, like a big July 4th parade and pageant and Sarah Michelle Gellar is like the pageant queen. And so they're celebrating afterwards and like they've a little bit been drinking. Freddie Prince Jr. is like the good guy and Ryan Felipe is like the asshole. So like he's super drunk. So Freddie's driving his car. Do they have names? I don't remember any of their names. Oh, who cares? Great. Okay, perfect. (sighs) That, oh, one of the, Helen, one of, Sarah Michelle Gellar's name is Helen, which I remember because I, it's a, like an old lady name. Yeah. Um, before it was cool to give kids old lady names, so I, that was weird. Um, so they're driving, they hit this guy, and they're like, oh shit, he's dead, and so they go... Ryan Felipe convinces them to just throw the body in the water, which, like, I don't know why any of them listen to him. Me but neither. They do. He's extremely toxic, intoxicated, first of all. Like, don't listen to the drunk guy. Second of all, like, don't dump a body. That's a way well, bigger yeah, crime than accidentally like, hitting somebody with your car. Yeah, and, like, all three of them were like, no, this is the wrong thing to do, and you're going to listen to the one guy that the three of you don't agree with? Like, ugh, whatever. So they go to dump the guy in the water, and he's not dead, and they see that he's not dead, and they do it anyway. <laughs> um, 
So then... So really, that's the thing that they did last summer. More accurate. Yes, they didn't kill a guy, but maybe they did. I don't know. Who knows? Who's the guy? Maybe we'll find out. So flash forward one year, and um, they are all a mess. They are not friends anymore. Um, and Jen- I guess Jennifer Love Hewitt's kind of the protagonist. We follow her more than anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. And she's, like, having a hard time at school. Her mom's like, what's wrong with you? You're going to fail out of college. And... Well, I love that, like, when we, like, cut to a year later and see her on campus, like, the camera's behind her head, and then she turns around, and we're all supposed to be like, ah, she's so ugly now. Um, But she she still looks like Jennifer Love Hewitt, so. Yeah, but everyone's, like, telling her how bad she looks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um... So she goes home for the summer, and her mom's like, oh, this mail came for you. And she opens it up, and it says, I know what you did last summer. And she's like, oh, where did this come from? And her mom's like, I don't know. Um, So then she goes and finds the other three friends and is like, uh, this thing is happening. And they don't, like, believe her at first. And then, I don't know, people start to get murdered and stuff. Yep. And then they well, try and figure out who it was that they killed. Yeah, <laughs> and they think they know. They think it was, like, this guy who... There's, like, newspaper articles about him disappearing. Um, and he had had a year before that. He'd had a fiancé named Susie who he killed by accident in a car accident. Um, like, the two of them were in a car accident. Susie died this guy didn't and so they think like they killed him now and so Anne Heche plays his sister so they like go to Anne Heche asking her all these questions to try to like figure out if maybe it was him and she's scary and that's cool she's good in this yeah she's great but she's like barely in it yeah she's in it a couple times but is she scary Um, though it's just like she's like a redneck that's all yeah but she does things like hold a knife in her hand for no reason not for no reason like she's like gutting fish or something but like she's you know like holding it up and it's all bloody she's menacing yeah a little bit and the music is scary they want us to they want us to be a little scared of her um so then so in the end it turns out the killer was actually Susie's father Right? <laughs> oh, I have no idea. I had oh, really okay. tuned out by no, that. No, no, no. Okay, so the killer is actually Susie's father. I don't remember what. So I think what we find out is that the guy that they thought it was, um, Susie's fiance, did die because he committed suicide. Um, mm-hmm. Like, because he was so sad about Susie. Um, and then this crazy dad just like goes after them because they jumped him in the water i don't know or maybe he was i don't know i don't remember it doesn't matter that's the movie yeah basically um as far at four that was hard to say as far as horror movies it's not particularly scary it's also purposefully not gory um, like I read a little bit about the choices that they made and so there's like some blood, but it's not I don't know. 
it's not gratuitous, but uh, it is written by, or was written by Kevin Williamson, who yes. also wrote Scream, which of course is an amazing horror movie. Um, and this he actually wrote before he wrote Scream and couldn't get it made until after Scream was a big hit. So it's a good thing that he got this one out of his system because then he made a really good movie. You know? No, wait. He didn't, yeah, he did. You're right. He developed, I'm sorry. I was thinking of, because Wes Craven directed Scream, right? Correct. And this sorry, was I didn't mean to like by, wrongly uh, correct you. I'm wrong. Uh, I put Jim all the Gillespie. pieces together now. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, and so I think maybe they rushed to make this because mm. of Scream. Mm-hmm. They wanted to like hop on the bandwagon sure. of like teen slashers and it didn't go great because like like we talked about this last time like this has the like it should be good right kevin williamson gets teenagers because he made dawson's creek and it gets horror because he made scream so like what happened yeah (laughs) yeah and like all of the people in the movie are great well maybe i was gonna say maybe part of it is the directing too because it was as if the director was like hey actors you can make two faces for the whole movie choose them at the beginning you only get two but you gotta commit yeah because they they don't like nobody ever smiles in this movie not, like not that you there's a ton of smiling in horror movies but you know usually there's like a range of emotions but like they're like very flat kind of yeah these characters. flat is a good way to describe the whole thing yeah there's what my favorite part or the part that i thought was like ooh, that was creative good job so um uh helen sarah michelle geller's sister played by bridget wilson who we've watched before in um billy madison Um, oh yeah mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. she works at like a department store and helen works there with her so there's like one part where helen's being chased by the killer and so she like tries to hide in the department store with her sister and her sister's like what's going on and of course she gets killed immediately and then so helen's in this store alone and it's like it's this it's nighttime the store is closed and so the mannequins are covered in like plastic and the killer is hiding like as if he's a mannequin underneath the plastic and i appreciated that the way he like bursts out although there's no way he could have gotten in there that fast um but yeah other than that like ryan felipe's the worst yeah yeah and it turns out that he is the worst in every movie that he's in and also real life. Apparently also in real life. Yeah. Although this makes me want to watch Cruel Intentions. Oh, yeah. Because I don't think he's the worst in that. And oh, I he's, think... ter- he's not a good oh, person. No, but nobody in that movie is a good person. <laughs> True. But he's like one of the worst people in the yeah, movie, Yeah, but so I is think. Sarah Michelle Gellar. They're the yeah. worst together. Yeah, but she's. But he also has a like a character arc that takes him like to be a better person in that movie. Oh, I don't remember how it ends. Oh, he becomes better because of Reese Witherspoon. Okay. Because she is good, mm-hmm. and she teaches him to be good because he accidentally actually falls in love with her. Right. So he, I think maybe that's why I said he wasn't the worst. 
now that now that I've actually thought about the plot. <laughs> um Yeah, we should watch that one day. One day. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's better than this was. I'm sure it's better than this was. This is where um or I think it is anyway, where Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar met. They're married now. It is where they met. They're uh, still married. They became friends and then later fell in love. And yes, they are still married. They have two kids, I think. Maybe three. And they started Scooby-Doo together. Oh, yeah. With our favorite, Matthew Matthew Lillard. Lillard. <laughs> <laughs> Look at these former teen idols go. Um, but, like, what... Freddie Prince Jr. was like a big deal. Yeah, he was in this time period, and he's just like gone now. Um, I think he he produces a lot, and also, what is he doing? I forget. He does something, you know, just like not necessarily as in front of the camera as he used to be. Um. Oh, he does a lot of voiceover, actually. Okay. He's in. Uh, a bunch of voiceover things. <sighs> yeah. Um, we also really should probably revisit She's All That. Yeah, I feel like maybe there's like a month where we should do like maybe She's All That and um, <sighs> Can't Hardly Wait. Okay. Which I like, have you seen Can't Hardly Wait? I'm sure I did. I feel like we, well, oh, because ago. we were talking about how you, like, Ethan Embry doesn't live in your brain the way he oh, lives yeah. in my brain. True. So you didn't take any notes. I barely took any. We don't have much to discuss. That's it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, no, it, but it's just like, I didn't, there's nothing, it, <sighs> It's well, such a flat movie. It wasn't even fun to write, like, this is stupid. <laughs> like, I don't... <laughs> it's true. It's true. Although it did open with um, a type O negative cover of the Seals and Croft song, Summer Breeze, which is, like, a real yacht rock classic. Oh, I don't and think I know that song. Summer Breeze makes me feel fine. Oh, I do know that. Yeah. Wow, I didn't, yeah. I didn't hear that or put that together. <laughs> <laughs> I took like two bars and I was like, fuck yeah. Um, and it was all downhill from there. Like literally, I did not get excited about anything other than that. No, not really. No. Disappointing. It's, I've been trying to multitask and like Google while we're talking what Freddie Prince Jr. is doing now. And it's so hard to do two things at once right now. Uh, here we go. This was a book, a book, right? It's yes. based on a book, and the author by is a woman like, you ruined this. Lois Duncan. I was actually just reading that trivia point right now. Writer Lois Duncan was vehemently opposed to her book being reworked as a slasher film. So apparently it wasn't that before. Anyway, this is due to the fact that her youngest daughter, oh God, her youngest daughter was murdered by an unknown assailant in 1989. That's grim. Yeah. 
Freddie Prinze Jr. did some WWE stuff <laughs> 10 yes. years ago. That's yes, cool. I actually, don't that. that's what I was trying to think of. He still works with them quite a bit, actually. No, he doesn't. No? He does no, something I mean, with wrestling. First still. of all, I watch it now, and he has not been there. But this says in 2009, he kind of split with, the, oh, no, nope, I have to keep reading. Excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> he He split for real from them in, like... 2012 maybe let's see yeah he hasn't done anything with them in oh okay maybe it's another wrestling organization that i'm thinking about yeah he likes wrestling apparently that's fun i love Mm -hmm. it is sarah michelle geller in anything anymore uh, every once in a while. She does all sorts of stuff now. Uh, in addition to being a mother, she also started um, this company called... Oh, I can't remember. Hang on. Foodsters? Foodsters, which is like... They sell boxes of like pre-measured baking ingredients. So you just like buy a box of stuff to make chocolate chip cookies. Okay. It's always like, I don't know, it's like so many emotions around where our teen idols have ended up. Yeah. And that these were our teen idols? Like, I don't know. (laughs) Well, I have have a very strong attachment to Sarah Michelle Gellar because of Buffy Buffy. the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Yeah. I could take or leave the other ones. Uh, it just seemed like for a while, yeah, like, I'm, I'm not even saying, like, necessarily that I loved any of them so much, but it's, like, that's who was around, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this, there's a lot of wispy bangs in this, which somehow oh, we've yeah, never talked about before. You mentioned that to me, yeah. Like, do you, like, I can tell you the person that I knew who had the best wispy bangs, and I just knew I could never have them. Yeah. Well, that's the lament of the curly-haired woman, is it not? Yeah, well, so I feel like some curly-haired women would, ha- would, would have them anyway, and you just had to work so hard on them. Yeah. Well, I had bangs for many years, but I was uh, living my life as a straight-haired person. <laughs> Do you straighten your hair all the time? I used to. What? Yeah, so for like work. probably at least four or five years, I did it like every, every day. day. Wow. Yeah, did it? Or not every day, s- but like every time I washed my hair. Does your hair stay when you straighten it? Uh, it depends. Usually, for the most part, yes. And then I would be like just go over it. I would actually use a curling iron instead of a straightening iron because I found that like a flat iron would make my uh, ends too like straight and weird looking. It would make it too straight. Like not yeah. not necessarily the end in my hair. It's like you. It would be. It would have a lump at the top because you can't flat iron the top of your hair, or like there's always a spot you can't get to. Yeah. And so then the rest would be too straight, and you'd have this dumb lump at the top. Ugh. Well, first I would blow dry, you know, blow dry with the straightener, and then go over it with a hot iron to like smooth it out, give it some shine, you know, and then touch it up as needed over the course of a couple days. I want to straighten my hair now. It would be so long. <laughs> I don't want to straighten my hair because I've been working so hard on, like, reducing breakage, 
you know? Yeah. And really trying to take care of my curly hair and care for it in a way that, like, instead of being adversarial toward it like I was for so many years, really trying to <laughs> work with it. I'm um, nervous. Like, I always tell people, are always like, oh, like, your hair, it's so, you have so much hair. And I'm like, no, this is all air. Like, this is a lie. I'm scared I would so be, like, true. bald if I straightened my hair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my ponytail is, like, the size of a, it's, like, smaller than a quarter. Yeah. Definitely. But my hair is large when it's curly. Where do we, how do we get here? Oh, wispy bangs. Also, like, I, well, so I listened to your episode of Too Fast, nope, Too Fast, Too Forever. (laughs) Can never remember what it's called. Um, And you talked a lot about layering. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of like necklace layering in this. A lot of layered looks. There's also a lot of like like cardigan sets, mm-hmm. but that are V-necked and crop topped. The undershirt is V-necked and crop topped, <laughs> and then there's a sweater over it. Oh, the '90s, the late '90s, and a lot of like um sheer sleeves <laughs> over tank tops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I didn't even notice what anyone was wearing other than that, like, dirty, gross dress that Anne Heche was wearing. Yeah. <laughs> I I didn't notice what the men were wearing at all, except for when Ryan Felipe gets killed. For some reason, that white, because he's wearing, like, a white sweater that really sticks in my mind. But I notice sweaters. That's a thing. Like, I remember, do you remember in the Truman Show? I was like, so I like cried over his sweater. I don't remember that. No. Right, this is the thing that I did, <laughs> and then, and then like this sweater sticks in my brain. And then, did you? Are you a Breaking Bad person? I watched it, but did I you? wasn't like obsessed with it. Okay, so then you didn't watch El Camino yet. Not yet, no. Um, there's also a sweater in that that, and in Breaking Bad there are some sweaters. I don't know. There's something about there's like. This is not, I don't think this is true in real life, but there's something like so like domesticating when you put a man in a sweater. (laughs) I think I I don't quite have the words for what I mean, but like that's, it's something that's part of it. Yeah, that's interesting. Especially those like velour sweaters or velour is not the right word, but like those like soft yarn yes, kind the of shiny. Yes, like the fat ones. Yeah, that were yeah. like big in the late 90s. I'm actually looking through some of the still images on IMDb right now, and it looks like Ryan Philippi might have also been wearing that white sweater the night that they killed someone. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think, I don't remember him wearing a sweater then. That doesn't mean he wasn't. Um... Yeah, other than that, I don't, the men were whatever, I mean, he had, like, that blonde hair that was, like, kind of, like, that Justin Timberlake had, too, the, like, curly, like, dyed blonde tips, even though you already have blonde hair, yeah. Like, that was very 1997. Actually, now that I'm flipping through this, I did notice the clothes, and I noticed how bad they were, but I didn't make a note of it like those weird cropped shorts that sarah michelle geller wears that are like longer than anything that we'd see 
girls wear today, but still like somehow inappropriately short. Yeah, even and weirdly I mean their baggy. their tops are like that too, the women. Like her boobs almost fall out a lot. But like in a sweater set. Like other Mhm. Mm than <laughs> yeah. that, she's like very covered up. Oh, look at this. I'm looking at it's like a hat that Chenille. Sarah Michelle That's Gellar the word has. that I was looking for. Chenille sweaters. Oh, he does have that sweat. That's not, there's two, he wears two white sweaters in this and then a bunch of wife beaters and that's it. You know what, chenille, now that I <laughs> googled it, is not the correct I, word. I, I feel like chenille is like you make dresses out of it, but I don't know why I think that. Apparently you trim furniture and make carpets out of it. Oh, cool. Wait, we're doing great. This is not what we specialize in. I'm so sorry if you're listening to this and you No, no, do no, no. know about this. Never mind. I was right. It is chenille. Okay. <laughs> All right. But you can also make carpets out of it. <laughs> this movie has two sequels. I don't think I saw them. I couldn't tell you. I don't think probably nobody from the first one is in the third one. Yeah. What it's like I still know what you did with this or I still With know this what summer. <laughs> <laughs> definitely what it's called. I still yeah, because know what you did last summer. because because at the end of this one, um, a happier Jennifer Love Hewitt is back at college and she gets a note. No, he writes it on her shower, like in the seam. It says like I still know. Right, and then what's the third one called? I don't know. Let's see. Do, do, do. I, I'll always know what you did last summer. Ooh, and Interesting. there was a huge gap. So I still know was in 1998 and I'll always know was in 2006. Interesting. Was it still last summer at that point, or was it? It <laughs> still I says still last know summer, what you did but I don't 10 think summers that's right. ago. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, for title purposes. They, they just kept it. And nobody from the original is in this one. And I'm reading the plot now. Oh, so yeah, they live in the town. And it's like a joke about the fisherman killer, which is like this killer in the original was had like a hook and a... They call it a slicker a lot, which like is not a word that anyone else in the world like not that nobody else in the world uses that term i just like i can't tell you the last time i heard somebody say that Call something a rain slicker, really? a slicker Yeah. yeah I've heard people call it that. Oh, wow. So many chenille sweaters now that I'm flipping through these. I see the white sweater that you're talking about, and you're right, it is a different white sweater. Also, Johnny Galecki <laughs> is in this. He was on Roseanne, and then oh now is that max is, uh, you don't yeah, know their names is on <laughs> whatever that he's nerd the show first guy is. who gets killed who's like Yeah. trying to date Jennifer Love Hewitt and she's like no thank you But he wears a Baja in this, which I found weird for his character, who's supposed to be like, because it's like a stoner garment, really. <laughs> and his character seems more like an, a, a dweeb. He never Yeah, but didn't like seem a drunk appropriate. bro dweeb. Mm. Well, it is the South.
Okay, the plot for I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer is basically the plot of this one. Okay. But, like, you know, just replace some of the words with other words. Mm-hmm. And new people. I assume that that's also what I still know what you did last summer. No, because, I, well, yeah, except at least I'll, uh, at least I still know, still is following the one person who's left alive. Oh, did they all die? I don't remember. <laughs> No, I don't think Freddie Prince Jr. died, but I, I think, don't think Sarah Michelle Gellar dies too. I, I think she, she did. Oh, yeah. that's unfortunate. Julie, Helen, Barry, and Ray—that's their names. They all have names. Yeah, Quiz: all, like, Which one's adult. which, Kara? Uh, well, we already established that Helen is Sarah Michelle Gellar, which mm-hmm. means that the other one is Julie. Uh huh. <laughs> The other one, whatever her name is, Jennifer Love Hewitt, um, and then Bear. It was Barry and what? Barry and Ray. Hmm. I think Barry is Ryan Phillippe. Mm, yes. Okay, and then Ray is Freddie Prince Jr. Yes. Okay. There's a lot of like, I don't know if lens flare is the proper word for it in this movie like the the car headlights and stuff are all kind of like blown out into like horizontal lines a lot of the lights like the the lights in the movie look like that at night and it seems like a very deliberate like choice but i'm not sure why mm, do you I know what know. i mean yeah i know what you mean but i didn't notice it so much but now that you mention it yeah um, every, most of the murders in this movie could have not happened if people would just, like, not turn around for so long. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, like, they keep, like, getting, like, for people who are being chased and who know there's, like, a murderer around, or even just for, like, normal people, they're, like, super not on top of their shit, <laughs> like, at all. <laughs> True. Like, I, there's, I feel like there's at least two murders where the person's like, huh? And they just, like, look to the side for one second too long so the killer gets them. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Which is kind of lazy. I mean, that's the People way this whole this. movie feels, is, like, lazy. Also, Sarah Michelle Gellar is... So bad at looking like she knows how to smoke a cigarette. Oh, I didn't notice that. Oh, it, she looks so unnatural. I just came across this uh, picture of it. Let me sh- send it to you. It just, I don't, <laughs> I don't understand how it's possible to look that unnatural holding a cigarette. She also, in this image that I just showed oh. you, is wearing, like, a metal arm cuff up her arm Oh, jewelry. yeah, she is. Look at all of Jennifer Love Hewitt's necklaces. And That's a lot of overalls. necklaces. This, this was also a time period where, like, it seemed very acceptable to have, like, long, very thin hair. Like, nobody I f- nobody wants hair like that anymore. It's true. Well, also, though, I think that Jennifer Love Hewitt's hair is um, flat and stringy on purpose to make her 
seem uglier. Because that's the uglier. one thing they did to make her look bad. Yeah. <laughs> and they put, like, some, some dark circles-ish under her eyes. But, you know, her hair is, like, deliberately flat. Because also, at the very beginning of the movie, before they kill someone, Sarah Michelle Gelder tells her that um, even when she becomes a big shot lawyer, she has to make sure that her hair looks nice. I forgot. Yeah. You got any other trivia? I don't think so. Um... Oh, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt had just appeared alongside former Scream Queen. (laughs) (laughs) Former Scream Queen Jamie Lee Curtis in House Arrest prior to filming this movie. We also need to watch that. I don't even know if I know that movie. It's I'm sure it's terrible. Like it's definitely a children's movie, but like the cast is insane. Like she's in it. Jamie Lee Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. I think Tom Arnold plays Jamie Lee Curtis's husband that she's getting divorced from. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, Jennifer Tilly is in it. Like there's a lot of real like interesting actors in it. Like mm-hmm. I I watched it a lot when I was a kid. Interesting. I don't know if I ever saw it. They um, they all kidnap their parents. Like a a group of kids kidnap their parents because like I, like one one of them is because they're going to get divorced and so the kid is like wait, have we watched a movie where someone's name is Mud? That was Camp Nowhere, right? I think so. I've okay, definitely I'm, watched a movie where someone's name is Mud. I'm definitely mixing up that kid. Well, I mean, when you said, like, a group of kids all kidnap their parents, I was like, oh, it's like reverse Camp Nowhere. It's got Camp Nowhere vibes, for sure. Um, And I think one of the kids is in both of them. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, so, like, one, like, parents are going to get divorced, so he's like, oh, I'll just lock you in the basement until you decide not to get divorced. And then all the other kids are like, oh, I want to do it, too, and so they lock all their parents in the basement. Got it. Well, anyway, uh, they were in that movie together, and then they were both shooting movies in North Carolina at the same time. So Jennifer said that Jamie came over to the soundstage to wish her luck on her very first horror film and would come over every day after that to give her a hug. That's so nice. Isn't it? Yeah. I'm reading, this says that I Know What You Did Last Summer is the sixth highest grossing slasher film ever. That's pretty crazy and that seems unfortunate. Yeah. There are so many better movies than this. So many. But yeah, no, I don't have any more notes. Cool. Uh I don't know. Don't watch this, I guess. Yeah, it's definitely not worth uh, revisiting. Unless you're like, I need something on in the background and I like horror movies. Like, sure, I guess. But even still, there's definitely better movies to watch. Or, like, better movies to put on in the background. Yeah, especially because I think I paid for this. I don't think this was free. (laughs) You're right. I also did. But it was only, like, 99 cents. Yeah. Fine. 
You know, when I watched after it, though, that what? I genuinely enjoyed both the first time I saw it when it came out and when I watched it the other night, What Lies Beneath, starring Michelle Pfeiffer and Harrison I've Ford. I've been very curious if that is still good, because that was a movie that I saw, like, when it first was on TV, like, after it was out, and it used to be on, like, cable on movie channels all the time, so I watched it a ton when I was, great. like, probably 14. Yeah. I loved it. I saw it, like, once at a sleepover when I was 13, and I was like, okay. What so, is it a What? It's, like, unclear. To, is Michelle Pfeiffer <laughs> dead? Is she, like, a ghost who's, like, haunting him? I what? had all of these exact same questions going into it again. I was like, I can't remember. Is she the ghost? Or... So, what I also didn't remember is that it takes place in Vermont. Ooh! Yeah. Um, but yeah, her husband is Harrison Ford and he's this like distinguished professor of genetics working on some important research, blah, 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 blah. They have these next door neighbors who just moved in and they fight all the time and she suspects that the husband killed the wife and then it turns out that that was not the case. Um, and well... So she thinks that happened, and she thinks that it's that wife who's haunting her house, but that's not the case. And it turns out, do you want me to tell you, or do you want to just see the movie again? No, you can tell me. Okay. So uh, it turns out that Harrison Ford had had this affair with a student and then murdered her, and that's the ghost that's haunting the house. But it's amazing, because then he tries to murder Michelle Pfeiffer, and the ghost in solidarity with Michelle Pfeiffer murders Harrison Ford. It's great. I, I remember that part being like very like surprisingly bloody. Is that right or wrong? You cut out. What did you say? Oh, I remember that part being like very surprisingly like bloody the way that it happened or like really, it was like Yeah, it was pretty gruesome because he like uh he had this like chemical that he was using on Uh, rats in the lab that would like paralyze them and make them not feel any pain but also like they would still be conscious so he like drugs her with that and she's in the bathtub and she's about to drown and then he somehow slips and hits his head and then is bleeding all over the place and like bleeds all over the house and then like they're in the car and I don't know it's it's um not bloody so much as it is I mean there is blood but um like her corpse gets comes up and like grabs him and pulls him under and that's like scary under the floor right Mm, no oh that's what I remember I made that up (laughs) well there's one time where the corpse is in the bath like like uh he's like he sees the corpse in Michelle Pfeiffer's place and then there's another part where they wind up in Lake Champlain and she comes up and grabs him and pulls him under the water okay yeah I liked it it was great I learned when I was 13 that women should never trust men under any circumstances thanks to this movie this movie taught you that yep all right it's an important lesson (laughs) I mean, yeah. Um, I watched Hellraiser. Oh, yeah, you did, and you loved it. It was so good. Right? It was so good. 
Like, it was weird and gross, and the special effects were, like, kind of good and kind of like, oh, no, this is 1987. Like, it was perfect. Yeah. Yeah, I really, really love that movie. The um, demons are weird. The like, and creative. Like, yeah. wow. Just wow. Yeah, I had, like, really high hopes for the sequel, which, like, didn't quite live up to it but I think it's like such an interesting concept and so interestingly um, executed actually today I just rewatched uh, Cabin in the Woods and um, in that there's like all sorts of creatures and one of the creatures is I recognized someone who's basically not quite pinhead but has like pieces of like a buzz saw coming out of his head instead of the pins and instead of having like a cube puzzle has like a orb puzzle and I was like yeah. oh that's from Hellraiser I recognize that now because I've actually seen it because I didn't see it for years because when I was a kid I was so afraid of the um the box covers one... in the video store yeah that was the like that and Silence of the Lambs were the scariest box covers at yeah. the video store like even like like searching Hellraiser and then like scrolling the pictures and like the movies that come up. I think I just like searched Hellraiser on Amazon. So then I was like scrolling through. Like even scrolling through that gave me the feelings of being at the video store and being scared of the picture. Mm-hmm. Terrifying. I also saw Candyman for the first time which I had seen the beginning of when I was little and got too freaked out by. I don't even, yeah, I feel like that was one of the ones that, like, some of my, like, I wouldn't, like, my parents didn't like horror movies, so, like, I had no access to them, you know, like, I feel like if your parents watch horror movies, sometimes you, like, accidentally or, like, on purpose see them when you're a kid, (laughs) like, that didn't happen to me, um, so I like all my friends would be like, "Ooh, Candyman," and I like still have no concept of what it is. Tell me about it. Oh, it's so good and interesting. Basically, um, I don't even know if I can describe it, but it's about this woman who she's a graduate student researching urban legends, and they are in. Chicago, I think. I, yeah, Chicago. I'm going to go ahead commit, say they're in Chicago. It might be a different city. But um, so she hears this when, you know, interviewing people about urban, le- urban legends. She hears this urban legend about a guy called the Candyman who haunts um, these specific uh, projects in the city and that he had been... Um, some guy from like the 1800s I forget anyway I don't remember I'm sorry I'm tired uh but I could just watch it one day yeah you should just watch it go watch Candyman it's really great it touches on issues of like race and class and all sorts of really interesting things um and it's scary as hell and super good so highly recommend cool what that's an old that's what year is that? Uh, nineteen ninety two. Yeah, okay. early nineties. Right, yeah, still I like that era. Um, yeah, I think that's all I've watched. I mean, I watched. I said I watched El Camino. Mhm. Duh. I've watched 
quite a bit. I saw uh, The Cell for the first time starring Jennifer Ooh, Lopez. Oh, I love that one a lot, I think. Really? <laughs> well, okay. Here's why I said I think like that. <laughs> I don't think I've seen it since the year 2004. Yeah. But I liked it that, or like, not not necessarily that it's like so good or something, but mm-hmm. like, I remember thinking it's like, it's weird. It is weird. And pretty dark. And very dark. Um, I mean, J-Lo's great. She's always great. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the, so like the premise of it is that she goes into the brain of uh, this serial killer and they're trying to like find his his last victim before she actually dies um and like the whole like brainscape is so interestingly designed and um very like the art direction is great but this guy like they make up this form of schizophrenia that he has and it's just like you know another in a long line of movies that you know add to the stigma of people living with mental illness particularly more severe ones like schizophrenia yeah i mean i I certainly wouldn't have received it that way yeah you know when i was 18 years old yeah i wasn't i wasn't woke yet yeah among us was it was too hard no one was woke then I've actually, I've watched a ton of really good and interesting movies. Um, I told you I watched a movie called The Invitation, which was directed by Karin Kusama. It just came out on Netflix a few years ago, um, starring the guy who played Trey Atwood on The O.C. Oh, yeah, that's what you were telling me about. <laughs> <laughs> that was really interesting. Uh, I think a lot of people would probably find it really boring, but I really enjoyed it it's about like a dinner party that goes awry um but i liked that i liked uh what else did i see oh i watched a horror movie with chidi from the good place that is not midsummer although i did oh, also watch that one? wait yes. i'm so scared to watch midsummer am i correct that i like shouldn't watch it alone or that i should like make sure i'm in the right circle like i'm so nervous to watch it um i don't know i I watched it right before I went to bed and, like, didn't have a hard time sleeping. Like, like Hereditary was traumatizing. Okay. So that's why I'm scared to watch it. Yeah. I didn't see that one. Um, It's fucked up. It's definitely fucked up. Um, But interesting and, like, nice to look at and kind of mesmerizing, but way too long. There's a tiny barf about two hours in. Okay. But not not a big barf. Um, no, I think you'll be fine. You know, I mean, like, unless you take mushrooms before you watch it, which I wouldn't recommend doing. Not gonna. Okay. <laughs> um, but it was, yeah, it was interesting. I, I can't tell if I loved or hated it, because I loved things about it, and I hated things about it, and I'm not sure which of those two things I feel more. Um... But yeah, he was in this other movie called They Remain, and it's just him and this one other woman who was on Russian Doll. Uh, She's like one of the people at the party, but that doesn't matter. Anyway, they play these two scientists who get sent to this site where a cult used to live and like murdered a bunch of people and they are supposed to be gathering data on like bizarre natural phenomena but then like weird shit starts to happen and i really liked it okay another one that people might find very boring but i genuinely enjoyed 
I'm curious if I'll be able to accept William Jackson Harper as anyone except Cheedy ever again. <laughs> well, I just am like, oh, Cheedy from the good place. You in danger, girl. You know, it doesn't, well, he's fine. That, he that takes be... me out of it. I have trouble with that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, I remember the first time I saw um, John Hamm in something after, or like, I think it was even while Mad Men was still on, but like, he made a movie and the whole movie, like, he played a cop, I think. And I was just like, Don Draper, why are you doing that? <laughs> like, <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't, like, make them be separate things. Yeah, that's understandable. I mean, he's like his character, both in They Remain and in Midsummer, like not that far off from Cheedy. Like he's he's still like a brainiac in both of them. So Cheedy is so funny. Yeah, he's not that funny in these other ones. But there's not like a ton of humor in the other ones. Like I, I can imagine. Actually, Midsummer, I laughed. I think a lot during, and you are supposed to laugh at certain things. Um. I laughed more than I expected to, but I don't think it was because, like, he was funny. It was more just, like, bizarre, seemingly out-of-place elements, you know, mm. that made me laugh. I also rewatched A League of Their Own for... Still, still good. God, it's it's honestly, like, I, it's one of my favorite movies. It's the first movie that ever made me, like, really, really cry. <laughs> and it still makes me really, 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 really cry. Um, and I think I enjoy it more now, actually, as an adult, because I can, like, understand so much more about, like, what yeah. these women are going through. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can hear me talk about it on an upcoming episode of the Tom Hanks podcast. Hanks for the Memories. I couldn't remember the name for a second. Thanks for the memories. When is your next um, lap? Uh, well, I just watched Too Fast, Too Furious today. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, we're recording that one tomorrow. So I, I don't... Whenever the next episode comes out, I guess. Can is... you just make sure to talk about the cargo shorts? Oh boy. I The cargo shorts didn't even register with me. I think that's the one I'm thinking of. Like, there's there's one. Dang, maybe it's not too fast. Maybe it's the next one. Anyway, there's one in the beginning that I remember watching it and being like, oh my god, these shorts, I can't. <laughs> well, I would imagine that it might be this one because I actually was thinking, like, I'm not, there's not as much good fashion in this because everyone's too sweaty. You know, it takes place in Miami. <laughs> people just yeah. aren't wearing this, like, the layered looks are gone because people are too hot. Yeah. So, if anything, it would be this movie. But I am looking through some images and I don't see any cargo shorts. Although, Brian definitely wears cargo shorts or some kinds of shorts because. Yeah, it's Brian wearing them. Okay, yeah. Because he has, like, his socks pulled up and looks like a skater boy. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah. I wish that we could talk more, but um, you have to, uh, you gotta save it. This I gotta is not save for it me. for the other podcast, it's true. Although I don't really have much to say about the second one, I don't think. I didn't enjoy it as much as the first one. It's the worst one. Like... 
I, I think know, I'm getting so many mixed messages. Some people are like, really? it's the best one. You're going to like this said, one. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Who says it's the best one? Oh, I don't know if anyone said it was the best one. But Joe and Joey said that based on the things that I latched onto in the first one, they're all here in the second one. And I would really like this too. And I just didn't feel that way. But this is, uh, I save it. things to say i won't say them his t-shirt is so baggy also <laughs> which one the brian brian county t-shirt. choppers t-shirt just it's i'm looking at pictures even just like his white t-shirt is too baggy like his orange yeah okay he has this orange t-shirt on and it's gigantic i find <laughs> i realized while i was watching it that i find uh the speaking voice of Ludacris to be very soothing. Like I want him to read me bedtime stories. That would be. I he agree should with do that. like GPS directions. You know, I would find that very soothing. Yeah, I like him in these movies in a lot. And this was no, never. I'm not gonna talk to you about this. I have to save it because every, every well, like everything I'm, I want to tell you about it. I also know that Joe and Joey are going to tell you. Yeah. Like background and like context and all that. Okay. I'm still trying to find that orange shirt. Oh, hold on, I can send it to you. Let's see. Did you know that John Singleton directed the second one? I don't know who that is. He did Boys in the Hood. Oh, okay. I was just, I was surprised to see that. Here, I'm sending you a link. Oh my God, I'm like, I, I'm at the section of the IMDb photos from like the premiere, and it's so 2003. Wow. The only person who looks even remotely okay is Tyrese, who looks great, of course. That sounds about right. Yeah. His smile is beautiful. I could watch him. I could watch him smile while Ludacris <laughs> reads to me for a long yeah. time. The picture you sent was not a good illustration of the giant orange shirt. Cause you can like, I need like a, a standing up photo. Where are the pictures of the premiere? How do I? I don't know how to use this website. <laughs> Um, there, oh well, sorry, I just came across a picture of Devin Aoki in a very interesting outfit that I guess she wears in that movie, but I don't remember these odd chaps-like things that are, why, <laughs> oh boy. Oh, wow. Huh, I have questions. I even have questions about her shirt. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she's got the layered look going on, but... Does she... It also looks like she has, like, denim shorts on. Yeah. But they're, like, not exactly chaps. They're more, like, garter just belt some chaps. Of, just, like, some of the pants are missing. <laughs> <laughs> In a non-specific way that yeah. you've never seen anywhere else before. Here is a link to the gallery with the... Premiere photos. Brandy was there. 
Kelly Rollins was there in a denim cut-off skirt. Because it was 2003. Yeah, that's about right. Yep. I was just talking to someone the other day at work about how when I first learned how to sew, I think my first, my very first project was like deconstructing a pair of jeans and turning them into a cut-off denim skirt because it was like 2004 and what else were we going to do? That's so practical. Good mm-hmm. job. Thank you. All right. Is that it? Did we do it? I think we did it. We're both yeah, very they... tired. Yeah, I'm so tired. So we need to figure out what we're going to do for our next episode. We did already. Did we? Yeah, I don't remember what it was. (laughs) (laughs) We we were like, cool, we got a bonus movie. It's going to be this movie. And we were like really excited about it. I don't know if that's true. No, it's true. I have zero recollection of that. We just have to hope that it was in Facebook chat so that we can scroll back and see what it was. Right, because it's a Halloween spectacular. It's going to come out on Halloween, that one. Oh, dang. Well, it was like a good movie. I don't know. Figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We're not good at this part. That's okay. (laughs) But anyway, Jordan, if people wanted to know where to find you, where should they look? I'm on Instagram at JordoPC. I'm on Instagram at Bimps, B-I-M-P-S-E. And uh, we'll talk to you next time on Wistful Thinking.